Podcast Fresh. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new show under the Podcast Fresh Network uh, called the Game Flow Podcast. Now, if that sounds familiar, that's because it is. This is simply the Game Flow section of the cafe, but as its own show. Um, I'm going to do this every once in a while where, you know, if there's if it's a busy week for video games and, uh, you know, me and Chris can't get to a cafe or we, you know, we just don't have the time for that week. Um, I'll probably bust one of these bad boys out Even like, you know, if some breaking news happens And I just happen to be in the vicinity of my laptop I will, you know, again, put out one of these to talk about what's going on In the world of video games So yeah, this is, um, this is gonna be my own show here We attempted something like this last year But I don't think I had the proper vision for that show I think I know what I'm doing this time So props to that we had a busy ass week. Uh, you know, the PlayStation uh, State of Play just wrapped up. I just saw it. Um, yesterday we had Sonic Frontiers gameplay showed off, and uh, the the new Pokemon were were also showed off. So busy week. That's what we're gonna talk about here today. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned. I just want to shout out D9, the producer. Uh, you can find him on YouTube. He is responsible for the glorious Tetris sampled um, intro theme for this show. I just want to thank him. And again, you could find him on YouTube, D9. Alright, so Sonic Frontiers was finally shown off. I've had my uh, hopes for this game at a pretty, not like bottom of the barrel, but like, they're really low. They're really low because I just... <sighs> Sonic has been very turbulent. Um... The last good game that came out was Sonic Mania, but I can't even count that because that wasn't really Sega Team. That was, you know, literally a game made by fans. So, um, this one, you know, this looks super ambitious, I'll say, because it looks like from what we saw, which is basically the um, IGN put out the footage on their YouTube channel, and we saw Sonic running around this island, which was huge, by the way. This thing was ginormous. And it really, because of its size, it really puts into perspective how fast Sonic really can be. Because he scales this thing and just runs across this thing quick, fast. And the way he moves, like, you can walk, but, like, you gradually pick up speed. I can't tell, obviously, because I, I, I'm not playing it. I can't tell if it feels nice to have that momentum or if it's going to feel kind of weird. I really hope it is, like, that nice momentum where, like, I, I've heard in Sonic Adventure 1 and 2... Uh, his movement is great, and, you know, if they could somehow implement that to, to this new game, that would be great. That would be really well warranted. And, I mean, another thing that I that I really liked about the trailer, first of all, graphics-wise, I think it looks beautiful. I think it looks fantastic. Uh, it's, it's like an HD Breath of the Wild kind of world. But, man, I, I wasn't expecting so many puzzles. Uh, the game was really Zelda-like. Like, not to just say that, because everyone says that about these open-world games, but really, this was Zelda-like. Like, there were puzzles in this overworld 
that he was solving. Um, then new areas would open up. It's kind of like scaling those Sheikah Towers and then activating them to, to reveal more of the map. This was kind of what was happening. But I think instead of revealing more of the map, like, in, like, literally a map sense, it revealed more of, like, the area and, like, stuff to do. So, you know, this is looking very promising. This has, like, all the, um, the tools and all the characteristics of it being a really good game. But I really hope that it is a good game at the end of the day because, you know, we saw, like, Sonic 06. We saw Sonic 06, and that came out, and it didn't look too great. And uh, it ended up being just awful. So there's that. Um, I don't think they're going to do that again. I think they've learned. But uh, let's hope, here's hoping that uh, Sonic Frontiers turns out to be a good game. I also think that there were a lot of sections in this gameplay video where it was, like, very... It got slow, very slow. Uh, a lot more platforming than anything, really. Um, which I like, you know, I'm a huge Mario fan. Platforming is one of my favorite genres. Um, but for Sonic, it's very odd to see the amount of platforming in this world. But I'm sure maybe, you know, other stages would switch this up. If there are other stages. I'm sure there's other worlds and stuff. Because I would love to see a casino zone and all that kind of stuff uh, in these kind of graphics. That would be fantastic. So, yeah, Sonic Frontiers. All right, up next we had the uh, the new Pokemon games <laughs> that were shown off. Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet. Uh, these games got a trailer yesterday as well. And, man, the, the graphics are not going to blow anyone away. This has been a constant thing with Pokemon games uh, as of late. Like, you know, Arceus, or Arceus, whatever it is, I graphics don't usually bother me for a game. But again, that was like a point of contention. People always picked on that game for its graphics and how bad it looked at times. I don't really care. It's Pokemon to me. It is what it is. Do I think they should use some of that money that they make? No doubt. <laughs> uh, you know, undeniable. It's undeniable that they make a crazy amount of money. I do think they should use some of it for graphics because I think at this point you can make the games look even better. But it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a gameplay first kind of guy. But I, I will say, the character models in this game look great. The Pokemon in the game look great. Um, these are actually one of my favorite models when it comes to Pokemon, to be honest. Like, they looked a lot more realistic, and I actually enjoyed that more than what we got with, like, Sword and Shield. I think these models were much more defined, and it looked very... Um, it just looked more intriguing to play. It welcomed me in more. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a big, a big plus for the game. Um, you know, they showed off that you could do four-player, um, co-op. I don't know really how that's working. Like, they didn't really show it off. Like, I don't know if it's in, like, a zone, an open area in the game, or can you literally play the whole game multiplayer? That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, but I don't know. They showed off some new Pokemon. Lechonk has been, uh, you know, stealing the internet, raiding it by storm. Like, they, it's, it's a fan favorite already this big Pokemon looking guy um and uh you know just looking at it I'm watching it right now it's just it's just another Pokemon game at this point nothing here is revolutionary nothing here looks too different than what we usually get I will say I like the character the, the way the character models look I will say I like the environments that it's showing and that's actually a huge deal for me because in this game um they said that the 
the uh, the environment and the settings all take place uh, or they're all inspired by Spain and Portugal and I am Portuguese so that's that's cool that I'd love to see that kind of representation uh, in a franchise that I like so just for that I want to check the game out I want to see if there are like elements of like that European style I know there's this one area where there ha- it has like colored floor tile that's really cool so I'll be spending time there for sure but um yeah I don't know what else to say about the game. There's like a trading mechanic that happened. Uh, I don't know if you could trade just, you know, whenever you want or if you have to be in the vicinity. Again, the gameplay, like, or the the trailer shows a lot, but it doesn't explain a lot at the same time. Like, the battle mechanics, they look like a mix of Arceus and traditional Pokemon, which I know disappoints a lot of people. Uh, Me, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to it. I actually like the old school style of Pokemon, to be honest. Um... So I don't mind if they stick with that, but I would like to be uh, there to be some elements of Arceus transported into this. For example, if I'm gonna approach a level two Pokemon and I have to still battle him to weaken him to catch him, I don't think that should, should be a thing. I think you should honestly just throw a Pokeball at him, catch him, and that's it because it's just a waste of time. I think we're past that. Arceus handled that very, very well. But yeah, and then at the end of this, we got a release date. I believe it's November 18th. Um, worldwide. So again, November Pokemon games usually hit that November mark, so it's not a uh, this wasn't a surprise but it is nice to know that uh, we are getting these games this year and uh, they also showed off the legendaries at the end they actually look kind of badass. I'm digging the Violet legendary. Uh, I forgot his name but yeah, Violet's probably the copy I'll get first then eventually I'll get Scarlet and uh, yeah, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet looks promising. Uh, I hope they switch it up a little bit, but from what I saw I'm intrigued All right, the main meat and potatoes of this show, of this podcast right now, is what we just ended up watching. The Sony State of Play. There was actually a lot in here. Um, I actually really enjoyed this presentation more than a lot of the other presentations as of late. Uh, I thought this one was very good. I I liked almost everything in here. I, I was intrigued. I, I want to try out some of this stuff, for real. Um, so the, the, the show starts... We get a uh, big letter R on the screen with some trees, and then, you know, the music cues hit. Resident Evil 4, the remake, is a real thing. It has been announced, and it got a release date, March 24th, 2023, and it's coming out for both the PS5, not the PS4, just the PS5, and they're also working on a PSVR 2 version. So, hey, that's awesome. That's That's a banger. That is a great way to start the show, and uh, a lot of people wanted this to be, to, this was like on, on, you know, top priority wish lists over here, so it's cool that they started this lift, uh, this presentation off with a bang, because people got what they wanted with that. Um, me, I, I'm intrigued by the Resident Evil series, I haven't, I played 4 back in the day, never beat it though, so this would be a good opportunity for, for me to pick that one up and uh, go through it, but um, yeah, I'm excited for this man, I think it's cool. And after that, they showed uh, PSVR 2 games. So, going into this presentation, they did say that it was going to be PSVR 2 heavy. Uh, But I'm glad that they did it the way they did it. Because me, honestly, I'm intrigued by it. Like, I'm interested. But at the same time, I don't have it. I'm not going to get it for a while. Because, you know, given the way the PS5's been been treated, I doubt this thing is going to be openly available once it comes out. And 
you know, I might not be willing to spend five, six hundred bucks, however much this is going to be. So, there's that. <laughs> um, but they showed off the uh, four PSVR 2 games, one after another. They kind of got that out of the way quick, which made me very happy because I was more interested in everything else. Uh, but the, the PSVR 2 games in question, they are making a Resident Evil Village um, PSVR 2 version. So that is cool. It showed off a little bit of gameplay. I think it's the same game as, you know, the original Village, but now it's in VR. We also got Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Retribution, zombie game. Uh, we got a... Oh, this was actually pretty cool. We got a uh, VR version of No Man's Sky, which is a game I've been tempted to buy and try out. Um, but this looks awesome. I, I think that would be... That would work very well, No Man's Sky. You know, PSVR. You're in the, the airship, you're flying around, like that is probably the, the most intriguing part of it to me, to be honest. Um, so I'm actually interested in that, I might check, I, I might keep tabs on that. And uh, they ended the VR segment with uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, it's part of the, uh, the Horizon games. Obviously this was announced before, so we knew going into this that they were going to show this off. Um, again, it looks like, looks like if you're a fan of Horizon, you'll be a fan of this, that it retains the world, it's got different characters. But I think Aloy does show up here and there. And, um, you know, I think it's cool. I think if I ever get a VR, I'll probably try this out. Um, it's yet to see. I, I think it's an on-rails, but mm, I'm not sure. Okay, that's it for the VR. We then got an announcement that a uh, PlayStation favorite is coming to PC. That is Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. Coming to PC August 12th. One of my favorite games on the PS4. Um probably my favorite Spider-Man game of all time. Uh, excited that more people got to try it. We then get a look at Stray, the cat game. The game where you play as a kitty cat. Let me tell you something. I didn't care for this game at all whenever it was showed off like two years ago. But when I saw this trailer, I was intrigued. I was intrigued. Let me tell you why. I love the setting. I love the neon lights. I love the, you know... The robots as, as you know the other living things I guess on this world very interesting premise very interesting concept I I'm a fan I think I'm gonna try this game um, turns out if you are a PS plus extra member you do get it for free so there's that so maybe I'll switch the tiers once the time comes but that time is July 19th for stray and it's coming to both PS5 and PSVR uh, not PSVR sorry PS4 so the PS4 is still alive and kicking there getting straight. Uh, it honestly looks pretty cool and I'm, I'm very interested in it. Then for December 2nd on PS4 and PS5, we get a game called The Callisto Protocol. At first, I'll be honest, I thought it was the Dead Space remake. Like, it had the same vibes. Uh, it had like, you know, the, the it was very creepy. Very hardcore, honestly. Um, but I never heard of this game. It's, it's not Dead Space, obviously. So, I told my co-host Chris that I would try Dead Space when the time came, and this wasn't it. But honestly, this isn't really my thing. But, uh, you know, if you're a fan of, like, zombies and just horror movies and horror games, I think this is pretty cool. I think Chris would actually be interested in this. I'll hit him up about it. After that, we were shown a game that I'm actually very interested in called Roller Dome. <laughs> Roller Dome. Okay, I'm going to try to explain what I saw on TV just now. This is a game that's like a mix of... Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, uh, Jet Set Radio, there's my Jet Set Radio fix, and like Max Payne with like the, the slow bullet time shooting. 
you're a chick on roller skates, just skating around, doing these ridiculous jumps and moves, but you're shooting people, you're, like you're, you're doing shootouts while doing these tricks, and like it slows down that Max Payne element, and you just go ham. This looked fire. Honestly, I really liked what I saw. Um, and the art style was like cartoony, but like uh, like that very realistic kind of cartoony. I can't really explain what the style is. I'm not a artist, but man, I, I really loved what I saw. I love the style of it. It dripped swagger. I am very interested in this. I'm going to get it. I think, uh, I think it's a lock for me. August 16th, PS4 and PS5. And then after that, uh, they showed off a game called Eternites, which comes out early 2023 on the PS4 and PS5. And it's a very, you know, anime kind of game. I don't know if, if Eternites is an actual anime, uh, but it's anime inspired. And it looked bonkers. The moves were just ridiculous. And, you know, it is It's just one of those anime games that has so much going on that it's like, you know, if you're a fan, you're a fan. And if you're not, you're not. Uh as far as it goes, though, like, the style of this one, I'd actually try this out, because it looked cool. It looked, honestly, really, really cool. Um, I, I can't tell. I think it's an action RPG. I can't really tell what the, if it was just a straight-up action game. I can't tell. But, uh, again, I'll probably keep my tabs on that one. Then we got a big one shown off. Capcom stepping up to the plate with Street Fighter VI. Oh, boy. Okay, first things first. I gotta give credit to the fact that they changed that awful-ass... Uh, logo, oh my god, that was garbage, but this one, I actually enjoyed the way it looked, it just says Street Fighter, and the logo is still kind of there, but it's been reworked into looking like a 6, so I'll take that over the other shit they had, I still think they should have kept the classic uh, Street Fighter logo, that's just, it's just, you know, so iconic at this point, but whatever, it is what it is, I I understand they want to appeal to the esports crowd and all that, so, you know, again, that's fine. Uh, but we got some interesting, uh, a mix of CGI, you know, scenes and gameplay, but we also got a sense of, like, I'm not gonna say a story mode, but there was a mode where you walked, you know, you, you ran around in a 3D space and you were breaking blocks with the, the sure you can and stuff, so, that's interesting. If that's a story mode element where it's, like, you know, literally a 3D, like, just kind of story uh, campaign, I, I'm, I'm actually really down with that, and at first... The game was so different that I thought it was a Street Fighter spin-off. I didn't think it was Street, Street Fighter 6. But then they started to get into the more traditional modes of, you know, the 1v1, and then they showed off Chun-Li and Ryu, and, and then it got normal. Then it then it became Street Fighter. You saw, you know, what you expect from Street Fighter. But even in the end of the trailer, they, they ended it with, you know, a hub, and there was different modes and different things you could walk to. So they're definitely trying something different with Street Fighter here. And I'll give them props for that. Um, you know, I get every Street Fighter that comes out, so I'll definitely pick this uh, pick this one up. And we'll see what we get from it. Um, no solid release date. We just got a date of 2023, and it's coming for both PS5 and PS4. So there it is. And after that, they said that two beloved indie games are coming to the PlayStation console. The first one being Tunic coming PS5 and uh, coming to PS5 and PS4. September 27th, Tunic is a very uh, Legend of Zelda-inspired game. There's no question about it. But I heard that it is pretty sad and even a little dark. So that's pretty interesting. I'm still yet to play that one. And then we got Season, A Letter to the Future. That's coming out fall 2022 on both PS5 and PS4. 
this one looked really cool too. I never seen this before. I don't know if this is out on other consoles. I got to do my research on that, but I really liked what I saw. Um, I can't even explain the gameplay. You're just on a bike cruising around this beautiful world. It's beautifully animated. And, uh, you know, you meet people and I didn't really see anything combat driven, but like, I don't know. I'll keep tabs on this one as well. Uh, if someone knows anything about season a to the future, let me know. And then they closed the show off with something I was anticipating since, I don't know, 2020. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 has finally been uh, shown off. I mean, they showed more of it, but here's the thing. They didn't really show... They showed combat. They did. But, like, you know, it was either combat or, like, CG scenes. I would have liked to see more of, like, that exploration element, the roaming, the free play kind of thing. I would have liked to see what that looked like, but whatever. It's finally here. Big, big emphasis on the summons, which I think are called the icons in this game. Uh, they even had, like, near the end, a reel of, like, all their names, and it would show their faces. Like, I don't know what the, the deal is here. This is this is a very interesting story, and I'm very, you know, I'm along for the ride, strap me in. Yoshi P, the director of Final Fantasy XIV, is the director of this game. And I don't play XIV, that's an MMO, but people that play XIV say that that is the best story in Final Fantasy history. So... If this guy is responsible for that, and this game is, is in his hands, then I'm very, very happy with that. I trust the man. I think he's going to do a great job. This this has the potential to be the best Final Fantasy. I'm not going to say of all time, but maybe all time. At least in the past 10 years. Let's just say that. Because, uh, you know, there's, thir- there's 13 and stuff. Excuse me, my phone went off. Um, so yeah, it looked really cool. I wish we got more gameplay, like I said, but the combat from what I saw was very action heavy. Um, I want to say it's an action RPG, but I know the, uh, the creator or the director or something of the Devil May Cry series was involved in the combat of this game. So that explains it. Um, I'm not against that. I think it's fine, but I do want to see more, uh, you know, RPG elements, um, because it is an RPG first and foremost. It should be. It's Final Fantasy. So, you know, that's interesting. We'll see how that goes. But for man, from what I saw, I think it's incredible. I think everybody should go and look at this. Uh, man, the presentation in general, I think, was a, a home run. And I am very, very excited for a lot of these damn games coming out. Games that I didn't think I'd be excited for, like Roller Dome and Stray, really caught my attention here. So, damn, this thing did its job. I'll say that. All right, and that wraps it up for this little... You know, news overlook, <laughs> news show, whatever this was. Um, I want this show to be, at the end of the day, just a variety kind of thing. Like, I will I might talk on, you know, mostly video game news, but, you know, I might give a little review. I might give a little reaction. This was kind of like that uh, reaction to the past two days. Um, you know, I might do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I don't want this to be just one thing. And this isn't going to be like a weekly show. This is just going to be something I put together. When, you know, like I said, uh, when it calls for it. So you might see one every week for a couple of weeks and then it'll disappear again. It's, it is what it is, but you know, our main show is the podcast fresh cafe. So, uh, you know, that's why this isn't going to replace anything. <laughs> and that is it for, uh, this show. Thank you for listening to the game flow podcast episode one. Uh, we have two other or no three other shows. Uh, check us out. 
the podcast Fresh Cafe that I do with my co-host Chris Torres. Uh, that comes out every week, except this week, which is why you're listening to this thing. And uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air will be making its comeback next week. We're gonna record that tomorrow. That'll be exciting. Uh, we'll be covering two episodes from season four. We are midway through season four, so stick around for that. And uh, Chris Torres has his last wrestling podcast that he usually does once uh, every week or two. You know, just catching up on the news of WWE, AEW, all that wrestling stuff that you guys know and love. Um, you know, so yeah, tune in for that one too. You can follow us at Podcast on Instagram. Email us at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. We will read your questions on the cafe. Uh, Podcast Fresh TO on Twitter. And if you want to follow our personals, I am Ryan Mello. Or no, I am official underscore acapello. My mistake. On Instagram. And you could follow my co host of the cafe, Chris Torres, at Torres Unlimited. Give him a follow. Tell him hi. He posts cute pictures of his dogs and his shenanigans. That's fantastic. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Good night. Podcast Fresh.